In order to wear something which contains wool, one needs to first check if it contains any linen inside. Because since you know that it contains one of the two materials which are included in the prohibition of Kilayim, you need to check for the second one, and therefore Habirusin Vahabaridusin, these are two type of woolen items of clothing, possibly bed sheets, possibly some sort of trousers, Vadamotikyain, some sort of woolen underwear, Uminalos Hapinain, and a low quality shoe which is made out of wool, Loyubash Bohenachayivdaik, one cannot wear any of these but until he checks for Kilayim to make sure that there is low linen in these items of clothing. Continues the Mishnah, Rabbi Yaisi Omer Rabbi Yaisi says, Woolen clothing which come from the cities in Eretz Yisrael, which are on the coast of the sea, usually means it comes from abroad, but in this context, it means that it comes from areas of Eretz Yisrael, which were not reconquered when the Jews came back from Bovel in the times of Ezra, and those areas of Eretz Yisrael didn't regain the same level of holiness and sanctity. So coastal cities, which were not re-sanctified during the times of Ezra, so this includes just a couple of cities, if somebody buys wool from there, they do not need checking, you can wear them even without checking for linen, because there is a chazaka, there's a presumption that they were made with kanbais, they were sewn with kanbais, and kanbais is similar to linen, but not as good quality. And Ibiyasi is saying that in these areas, they rarely use linen, and Ibiyasi is talking about a time where linen was quite uncommon, so it was quite expensive, and very few clothes then had linen. So one would not need to check for linen in his woolen garments if he buys them from there, because he can presume that linen was not used. However, according to the Tanakama, you would need to check for linen, because since it's easy to check it, and it's very possible to check, you can't rely on this presumption. It doesn't matter how likely it is to find the linen, since it's possible for you to check, you need to check, and you cannot rely on that presumption. And ends off the Mishnah, a shoe which has a woolen lining on the inside of it, and the purpose of the wool there is to keep the person warm, to keep his feet warm, is not included in Kilayim, which will understand to mean that he does not need to be concerned that there is linen mixed in with the wool, because it was a known fact that this lining would be made of pure wool, and no linen was mixed in with it. Mishlechetz, the word the Torah uses to describe Kilev Godim, Kilayim of clothes, is Shatnez. And this mission will analyze what exactly this word means. In Osmishum Kilayim, a garment is not included in the prohibition of Kilayim, Elotoviv Orog, unless the threads are both spun and woven. Shanem, as the Pasuk says, Loisilba Shatnez, you shall not wear Shatnez. And what does Shatnez mean? It's an acronym. It stands for three words, Dover Shehu, something which is Shua, smooth, and this refers to threads which have been combed, so they've been made smooth, and then Tovoy, they've been spun into threads, that's the test of Shatnez, Venuz, and they've been woven. So what the Mishnah is telling us is that only clothing which has been processed properly, and the threads have been combed, spun, and woven, only then, at least on a Midoraisa level, would they be included in the prohibition of Kilayim. Now there's an argument amongst the Mepharshim, which of these stages need to be done with both wool and linen? According to one opinion, the wool and linen have to be spun together and woven together in order to be forbidden. According to another opinion, however, they don't need to be spun together as long as they are just woven together and the clothing contains both wool and linen, that's enough to make it forbidden. Now, Rabbi Shimon adds, 
that there's another hint in the word Shatnez. Rabbi Shimon Lozer says that the last two letters of Shatnez, the Nun and Zayin, come from the word Noloiz, which means somebody who has turned away. So the word Shatnez hints to the fact that somebody who wears Shatnez is Noloiz. He's somebody who has turned away from Hashem, Chas V'Shalem, Umeliz, who is Ovish V'Hashemayim Olov, and he actually causes his Father in Heaven, Hashem, to turn away from him. And the reason why it's so severe is because if you think about it, there's not really any reason why somebody should want to violate this Avera. Nobody feels a great desire to wear both wool and linen together in one garment. So if somebody does that, it's clear that he is just doing it in order to turn away from Hashem. So that, says Rishim ben is hinted to in the word Shatnas. Mishnah tests. Although we saw in the previous Mishnah that mid an item of clothing is only forbidden as Kilayim if the threads are combed, spun, and woven. Mijabonon, even if only one of these three processes were done, it is also forbidden. And they are full of vodim, which is some sort of felt, which isn't woven in the regular manner. So even though it's not woven, asurim, it's still forbidden under the prohibition of kilayim, mipneshem shuim, because they are combed. The woolen threads and the linen threads are combed. So mijabonon, since at least one of the processes was done on it, it does come under the prohibition of kilayim. On a similar note, piv shal tzemer b'shal pishton, a woolen piv on a linen garment. And a piv is basically a few threads which weavers would often put on the surrounding of a piece of clothing. And these threads were thicker than the threads of the actual garment. And the purpose of the threads was to keep the garment together, to stop the threads coming undone. And these couple of threads, which were thicker, were not woven with the rest of the garment. Rather, once the piece of clothing was finished, then these threads were added. So even though these threads are not really part of the main piece of clothing itself, nevertheless, since they keep the clothing together, they are viewed as an essential part of the clothing, and therefore if the clothing is made out of linen, you would not be able to put these threads which are made out of wool around that linen piece of clothing. So says the Mishnah, also it's forbidden, because they surround that which is already woven, and they are viewed as part of the same item of clothing. Rabbi Yossi adds, Rabbi Yossi, um, Rabbi Yossi says, says, Belts of purple wool are forbidden to be tied and wrapped around a linen item of clothing. Now, strictly speaking, if the wool was not at all attached to the linen, if it's just over the linen garment, then there's no problem of kilayim, because they're two separate items of clothing. However, this belt is forbidden, why? Because he sews it very loosely before tying the belt around him, meaning that he does very slightly attach the belt to the linen garment, so even though it's very loose, it's still attached, and therefore it's forbidden. And the Mishnah ends off by telling us that One cannot tie a strip of wool with a strip of linen to wrap around his waist as a belt, even though there's another strip of a different material in the middle. So we're discussing a belt, which is made up of different materials, and in the middle, it's made up of another material, let's say leather, but on one end of the leather is a wool part of the belt, and on the other end is a, is a linen part of the belt. So the wool and linen are not actually touching. And in general, according to most Mepharashim, the Ramam disagrees, but according to many Mepharashim, if the wool and linen of an item of clothing are not actually touching, then it's actually permitted. However, in this case, it will still be forbidden, because when he ties up the belt at either end, he'll be tying up wool and linen together. So then they will be touching and be attached. But if, for example, he would add on another leather piece at one of the ends, so you'd be tying, let's say, wool and leather, then according to many, it would actually be permitted 
even though the actual item of clothing contained with wool and linen, because the wool and linen would not be touching. Mishnah Yud, final mission of the Masechta. Osus Hagardin versus Hakovsim. Letters which have been sewn by weavers and letters which have been sewn by washers. When people would bring clothes to a weaver to repair, for example, or if they would bring it to somebody to wash their clothes. So because the weaver or the person washing the clothes would get lots of clothes from different people, the way he would tell which one belonged to who was that they would often sew the person's initials or part of his name onto the garment. So the Mishnah says, Asus Mishum Kilayim, these do come under the prohibition of Kilayim, meaning if, let's say, the item of clothing was made out of wool, you would not be able to sew linen threads onto the wooden garment. And it's even though this makes no difference to the actual piece of clothing. It's just initials. It doesn't provide him with any extra warmth or anything. Nevertheless, at the end of the day, it's a mixture of wool and linen, and therefore it's forbidden. And the Masechta ends off by telling us what exactly is considered connected with regards to wool and linen. If I have some material made out of wool, and I have some material made out of linen, and I attach them. If I attach them very loosely, is that still considered kilayim? So the Mishnah tells us that one who puts a needle through two materials once, so that there's a thread going through it once, everybody agrees that in Ochibur it's not considered an attachment, because the thread could just be pulled very easily and they wouldn't be attached anymore. And therefore, the Eimbom Mishum Kilayim, it's not prohibited as Kilayim. If one piece of the material was wool and the other was linen, this would not be forbidden to wear, because they're not considered connected. It's like wearing two separate items of clothing, one which is wool, one which is linen. And now the Mishnah gets slightly sidetracked and tells us that another result of the fact that it's not considered a connection means that the Hashem Tob Shabbos, one who undoes it on Shabbos, is somebody who, let's say, pulls the thread to separate the two pieces of material. If he does that on Shabbos, Potter will be exempt, because although one is not allowed to unstitch something on Shabbos, this is not considered a stitch, because it doesn't connect the two materials at all. Now when the Mishnah says that Enoch it's not considered attached, it's actually also referencing another application of the fact that it's not attached. And that is to do with Tumah and Tahara, impurity and purity. And the Halach is, if something Tomei touches part of something, then that entire thing will become Tomei. So if we say that these two materials are not attached, that means that if something Tomei touches part of, let's say, the wool, so the entire piece of wool will become Tomei, but no, the linen will not become Tomei. And the same applies when it's becoming pure again. When something becomes Tomei from a dead body, the only way for it to become Tahar again, for it to become pure again, is for the mixture which contains the ashes of the Paraduma to be sprinkled on at least part of that thing. Now the halach is that if only part of the thing was sprinkled with the ashes, that's okay. And the at- entire item will become tahar. However, since these things are not considered connected, if let's say they're both tomei, and ashes are only sprinkled on let's say the wool. So the entire piece of wool will become tahar again, but the linen will remain tomei, because the purity status of the wool has no effect on the linen, because they're not considered connected. However, says the Mishnah, if he made both ends of the thread be on one side, and in order to do that, obviously he has to put it through once, but then they're on different ends. So he would bring the thread back up. So he's now made two holes with the needle. So now, it is connected. So if one of the materials becomes Tomei, the other will also become Tomei. And if one of them becomes Tahar, the other will also become Tahar. The yes from Mishum Kilayim, and this does come under the prohibition of Kilayim. It is considered the same item of clothing. And thirdly, the Hashem of Shabbos, when he undoes this stitch, this thread on Shabbos, Chayav, he is obligated for breaking Shabbos, because he has undone a stitch, he has torn open a stitch. And there's a debate among the Mepharshim as to whether he needs to tie the thread afterwards. 
Because according to some, even if you put the thread in and then out again, it will very easily come out if it's not tied. So according to many, you would still need to tie it for it to be considered attached. Now, Behuda says that even this is not considered attached. Adshi Shalish, it's only considered attached if you make three different holes. If you put the thread in three times, so you put it in one direction, out the other, and then in again. According to Behuda, only then is it considered attached. Perhaps Behuda holds that the thread itself has to be the thing which is attaching the two things, even if it's not tied. So if it's put in three times, then it will stay attached, even if it's not tied afterwards. Now the Masechta ends off by telling us that Hasak A sack and a box combine with regards to Kilayim. And the case under discussion is where you have a sack, and attached to the sack is a piece of woolen material. And as well as that, you have a box, and attached to that box is a piece of a linen material. And the Mishnah is saying that were you to attach the woolen piece of material and the linen piece of material, so you might have thought that since the sack and the box are totally separate, and the woolen linen pieces are just totally secondary and insignificant compared to the sack and the box, nevertheless the Mishnah tells us that it would be forbidden to use these things to put the box upon you, or to put the sack over you, because it is still considered kilayim, we consider the sack and the box to be the same thing, and therefore if there's wool and linen touching each other, it's all considered like one item, so if you put it over you, you would be violating the prohibition of kilayim. Solik Masechah's kilayim, one of the harder Masechahs of Zeroim, a huge achievement, Mazel Tov.